Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine with Janice and Mary, the show helping you imagine and create the life you really want. Janice is a transformational coach creating sparkle in your life and a healer certified in Theta Healing Basic and Advanced DNA, Quantum Touch Levels 1 and 2, as well as a Quick Pulse Practitioner and author of the children's book, Henry's Wild Adventures, Henry and the Oranges. Mary is a visionary and spiritual intuitive who specializes in facilitating her clients to live their passion. Mary began her soul work as a teacher in the school of life after her own life met with significant tragedies that transformed her both professionally and personally. Mary launched her own company, Global Healing Solutions, to provide people with the intuitive perspective they need to overcome obstacles and truly live their dreams. Happy Monday and welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring. I welcome my new co-host, Faye Nolman. Faye is a life guide, conduit of living information, and a sacred listener to provide her clients with loving information on their path of peace, joy, and balance. Faye, you want to say a quick hello before I pull our card from the Louise Hay deck of affirmations. Each week we'll be pulling a new card at random to uh, see what comes up that will also help to inspire our listeners and our show. How are you, Faye? I'm doing great, Mary. The weather is beautiful. The sun is shining. It's comfortable. Woohoo, summer! Oh, wonderful. Let's pull the card and see what comes up from Louise Hay, who we all know and respect. And she certainly left such a, a legacy on the uh, on the divine path of healing. So today's card says, I ask for more understanding so that I may knowingly and lovingly shape my world and my experiences. I claim my own power. And I lovingly create my own reality. So I'm sure that's going to resonate with our listeners today on some level. Our show today, to forgive or not to forgive, that is our question for you. Elizabeth Bernstein wrote in the Wall Street Journal, At first, it may help the person who has been hurt to let go of anger, resentment, and desire for revenge. But forgiving also may encourage the transgressor to do it again. Experts say reaching true forgiveness is a journey and it is best not to forgive too soon. So that's kind of the how we'll we'll play it today. Is it to forgive or not to forgive? What are the benefits or not the benefits to to doing that? And say, why don't you uh Give some of the reasons why you feel to forgive is good or not to forgive. Okay. Well, I definitely feel that that was the perfect card that you pulled for today's show. Um, it's it's a good jumping off point to thinking about 
why forgiveness is important in our lives. And oftentimes what happens when we hold on to past hurts, past anger, past our our feeling, our, our perception of past transgressions against us, it's like we're allowing that person, place, or event to continual, continually to live rent-free in our mind. There's a good possibility that that incident person or thing has already moved on with their life, and the only one that's suffering is us as we continue to relive that information over and over again. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't take whatever time that we need to process our feelings, to even possibly sit and schedule, you know, get, a, get an egg timer and, and set the time or on your, on your phone, set the time, say, I'm going to sit with my feelings for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, and allow yourself to full on feel every bit of that hurt, of that Ooh, anger, whatever the emotion is, and give yourself that permission so that you're not shaming yourself internally. And then the the very interesting thing that happens is when you give yourself that permission, it passes so much quicker. Now, I'm not saying that when you forgive, you forget because there is always the lesson that has been a part of whatever situation brought up those feelings of seeking forgiveness, right? But that's a learning lesson. When we begin to see that these people are teachers for us to learn something, that's the gift. So as we shift through that stuff, right, um, Actually, what I tell my clients sometimes is you gotta walk, you gotta sift through the shit in order to find the gift. So this is the shift, this is the sifting process. Back to you, Mary. Very good insights, as always. You know, I was reading that sometimes not to forgive too soon, as you said, um, is important. Um, Urging forgiveness ignores the fact that anger naturally rises after being hurt and often needs to be integrated, not rooted out. And despite popular misconceptions, anger has a raw power. It is in that it can be integrated, a power that can help a person stand up for themselves. And, and sometimes that's when we really come out of our, our shyness or our, we start having a, a stronger value and self-worth through the emotion of anger. You know, um, when you hold on just a little bit, you build a sense of empowerment and self-confidence. In fact, I was reading say research shows that forgiving too readily can erode self-respect and lead to greater relationship problems and partners that are even more disagreeable. 
the point is that claiming some of our anger can be healing and productive. So, you know, that kind of went against everything I, I read about forgiveness, went to many, you and I, many workshops on forgiveness. And it kind of took it out of a, a different context. You know, advising forgiveness or letting grow to letting go to people who have suffered sustained injustice. It's kind of how do you do that? You know, do you ignore the injustice? Do you just say forgive at all costs because in the end it will be better for you? Don't harness your rage or vengeance or anger. You know, at some point you gotta let it go and move on. But there are people that have been uh, abused physically, emotionally. You say to the person, "Well, forgive the abuser," and that doesn't resonate so well. Sometimes I've had clients, you know, where I'm, I'm saying forgiveness can be sweet, it can be healing, and and that's no lie about that. But I'm realizing before counseling forgiveness, I, I got to take heed of the power of the injury as well as the nature of the person. You know, so in counseling about forgiveness or giving advice intuitively, I'm learning I can't always turn that blind eye and put salt on the wounds and add a layer of, as you had said, shame to for those whom forgiveness it's not the next step. And intuitively, I'm seeking to find that balance. When is forgiveness the next step? And I think that that speaks volumes in knowing that key point. It's in the body language. It's in the anger. It's in how they, they speak about the incident. So I think on both sides, say, to forgive or not forgive, Maybe for me, the not forgive part is in the timing of it. What are your thoughts around that? Mm, some good points, Mary. Um, especially bringing up situations where there's been abuse. Oftentimes, I have found with clients that have been through varying degrees of abuse, whether it be physical or emotional, not... It, it's become apparent that it's not as much about forgiving the perpetrator. Most of the most of the people that I've spoken with find that they're blaming themselves for allowing it to happen. So the forgiveness really that is key here is self-forgiveness. You know, um, we all do better when we know better. But in an instance where, let's say, someone is a young child suffering from sexual abuse by a family member, and Louise Hayes talks about that in her, in her story. She was sexually abused by a number of her mother's um, paramours, which is what she credited her, her bout with cancer with. But when she made the connection and she realized that there was not forgiveness there, and she began to do the work forgiving herself and her body, she cured herself of her cancer. So it really, 
is a question of the same as with gr the grieving process. There is no perfect amount of time, no perfect prescribed length of time. It's a matter of the individual waking up and saying, this is not serving me. I don't want to, I choose not to live this way any longer. As I said, renting out that space in your mind for free. You don't, you, you know that there's another way. You find that other way. So the self-processing wow. is, is what's important. Go ahead, Mary. No, I, I'm just taking in what you're saying, and it's so true. It's just so right spot on, as, as always say. You know, when someone really hurts us, we think, do we really want to forgive that person? And sometimes forgiveness seems almost unnatural. You know, for, forgiveness, I guess, doesn't mean what happened was okay, and it doesn't mean that we should always allow that person back in our lives. I think forgiveness, well, it means that we've made peace with that that pain or that heartache and we're letting it go in some way. And forgiveness, it's not something we do for others, right? It's something we do for ourselves, not forgiving it's someone is equivalent of, yes, you know, not forgiving yes, it's someone. it's always about ourselves. It's always for ourselves. Yes, and I think that's the key to hold on to. Gandhi, oh gosh, what did Gandhi say? The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong, and it takes a strong person to face pain head on and forgive and release it. Well, you know, we all love Gandhi, but the weak can never forgive. And, and I'm not so sure I'm okay with that statement, say. And what that's do you okay. You that? don't have you you don't have to agree with everything. You know, if mm -hmm. that does not strike a, a resonant balance for your internal guidance system, then that's not the right space for you or the right teaching for you. Nobody says that just because you hear it, you have to agree with it. Nobody says that if you're being encouraged to let go and forgive, that it's time for you to do that. Again, you need to tap into your inner guidance and be alert to what you need in each moment. Um, what did I recently hear? I believe it was, uh, I was listening to uh, one of Matt Kahn's videos and what he brought up about forgiveness is that the person perpetrating their disrespect or their anger towards you is really that person exhibiting the fact that they require more love and attention. And this is their way of making it known. Now, it's not, it's not fun. It's not pleasurable. But when somebody is, is perpetrating that energy towards you, that is them silently broadcasting to you what it is that they need. So if we can realize that this is the person that's literally screaming for help without realizing that it's help they require, it begins to give us a little bit more space internally not to receive it personally and to be able to step back and take that breath and say, 
I choose love. What an empowering feeling that is, isn't it, Mary? Yeah, to forgive someone is the highest, most beautiful form of love. You know, and you really, in, in a lot of instances, you get a sense of peace and happiness. And I like what you said, just because we read something, it doesn't always resonate with us. And that's okay. And, you know, what is that, as you put that internal guidance that says, that doesn't really appeal to me. I'm not quite sure I want to take that in. Oscar Wilde said, what was it? Always forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys them so much. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, you know? It's like, no matter what they do, they can never get to Mm -hmm. you because you're constantly in that state of, of love, that beautiful form of love, of forgiving people even before they do something because you know it's coming, but you live in that environment of peace and love and forgiving. And I think that does a lot when we are in that natural, for me, that na- for me now, that natural state of forgiveness. And you mentioned Louise Hay with the cancer. I think a thousand times what you said is so true because it affects our physical body when it affects our our mind and what we think. And to live in non-forgiveness, to me, gives permission a little bit to dis-ease of our physical body. Say, I know you work on people and you work on their physical body. They come to you for healing. You've talked about the energy that comes out of a person when they're doing this forgiveness work. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that connection to forgive or not forgive and how it affects the energy in the physical body? Sure. Oh, my goodness. So let's see if I can give us the Reader's Digest condensed version because that can be an entire show all by itself. All right, so basics. We're we're vibratory beings. Everything uh, around and about us is vibration. Negative and positive energy is vibration, okay? So when we're holding on to things that are lower vibration, and we don't dispel it, we don't release it from our body, it starts to build and build and build. That's one of the effective points with the EFT, the tapping, the emotional freedom technique, is we're working on energy points where the energy gathers and sticks. If we were to pay attention to all of the times where, let's say, for example, somebody cut us off and we had a little bit of road rage and we went, Right, And we notice that either we had a tightening in our chest or a tightening in our belly or perhaps our shoulders got really tense. That's where that negative emotion now picks up residence. And initially these little pings start as little tiny things, but then they keep building over time. And now we're walking around and we're holding all this unseen emotional tightness, these blockages in our body. And it's weighing us down. Now, our body, in order to process full homeostasis, 
requires everything to be free-flowing. So as things keep getting blocked and, and building on top of each other negatively, after a while, the body says, I can't handle this anymore. And it starts speaking to us. And it tells us via aches and pains or tiredness that something is out of balance. When we find the root cause of what's creating that energetic imbalance, the body begins to immediately respond. I've worked with people who came in with low back aches and could barely move. We did some EFT work and they literally skipped out of the building when we were done because the pain released. We discussed what the root cause was and it makes a difference. I have seen it personally as well. I used to suffer from debilitating headaches since I was a child. Like to the point where if I wasn't in a dark room and literally pulling the hair by the follicles up from the scalp and unless and until I ended up vomiting, did I was I able to release the headache. Over time, I recognized the root cause when I started working with the EFT. Not only did I release, I would say, three quarters of the headaches at that point, um, some dietary changes and increased water consumption. Today, I almost never have a headache because I was able to release that untold story that I was holding on to and telling myself. It's truly amazing what our bodies will do, how it will respond to that which is said and unsaid. Now, Mary, I know that when you work with clients, you also facilitate that release by way of um, hypnosis, where you're either working directly with the person and you get them nice and relaxed and you do your thing or you have the ability to create a specially created hypnosis uh, CD or um, recording for the client. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh, the power of hypnosis to be able to get into the inner flow and core of the person's subconscious, but then for me to take it even deeper into the soul, into the spirit, to be in that flow of what was the person learning from the experience? How can they move through it? How, how does it help them make their life even more productive, manageable, happier. You know, you start to stir their circulation and deepen in their breathing and you center and you get them focused. And the things that come up and you realize that they really are more flexible in their thinking and their forgiveness than they knew on a conscious state. And by giving them some suggestions from the soul, that's what makes me different, say, it isn't suggestions that are written down on a script that you learn in hypnosis school. It's deeply from their own soul reminding them of how easy it is to flow with spirit in love, to be gracious, to be compassionate, and, and all of that supersedes the anger. The soul did not come here to play a part in anger. But we forget that. We get separated from that truth. 
one of the things that helps is uh, I'll give them a classic exercise of in the morning, and all it requires them to do, nothing more than putting pen to paper and let it flow. It doesn't matter what they write. The goal is simply to empty the mind onto the page, making room for clearer thoughts to emerge, but also allowing their soul to speak to them. And I have gotten such terrific feedback. I had given a woman the other day, she was talking about getting a job, and I said, you know, you're doing this resume work for the job. Why don't you do a resume about your life experience, the school of life, what you've learned from age to age? What are those experiences? And she's constructing that. She's going to give that to me. And I'm going to be able to scan it and pick out some very important facts for her from her soul. But I I think this was the most informative show we had today. We only have a few minutes left. So, Faye, how can the listeners get in touch with you if they want to come to you for this EFT work and other work that you do that will help them in their forgive or not to forgive challenge? Okay. Well, they can um, they can go to my website, which is aneededescape.com, A-K-N-E-A-D-E-D-E-S-C-A-P-E. C-A-P-E dot com. Yay, with practice, I'm getting better with that. Or they can reach out and and give me a call at 732-895-5926. And I'd be happy to uh, discuss what it is that they'd like to work on. And then, Mary, what about you? How can our listeners get a hold of you? By me, it's by way of email, maryanswersnow at gmail.com. My website is globalhealing-soul-utins. You can go there and read some of the testimonials, feel comfortable with who I am, know that Faye and I always have your highest and best at heart. So thank you once again for tuning in to What If You Just Imagine. Have a beautiful week. and. Um, Think a little bit more deep within your heart and your soul. If there's someone that you've been contemplating forgiving forgiving them or not, you might want to uh, rethink it and um, jump in and and forgive and and see how you feel. What do you think, Faye? Any last words? I love your idea of writing down what your soul has been dying to tell you first thing in the morning. Uh, It's a good reminder, and I think I may have to start doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm always surprised at what what the soul says in the morning. You know, I always say to my soul and to the Holy Spirit, please arrange my day for me. And, you know, I cannot tell you the power in that because whatever comes up during the day, I'm okay with, whether it was sitting in traffic, whether whatever it is. I know that my soul and the Holy Spirit of, of love is arranging my day. And I, it has made me become so calm and so assured. So, yes, writing down in the morning with your soul, with your higher power, with spirit, and planning your day has amazing results. 
Again, thanks for listening, and please tune in uh, next week when Faye and I will have another wonderful show on mending the wounds of the heart. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Much love to you all. Bye.